0: Hey, Curry, you want to be
1: invisible? (laughs) Do I?
2: Lord knows I've been bait enough times on this planet, but uh, it does seem to be effective. All right, yeah,
3: you have the juvenile in your grasp.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This
0: really sounds bad. (laughs) Do
3: you have the small alien creature in your grasp? Is that
0: better? Yes, that's better.
2: Okay, infinitely better.
0: The serum is finished. I've been dosed.
3: Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John, and I'll be the gem for this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't tell us who was going first. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lushunta Technomancer, and captain of the former GEP, sadly.
1: I'm Lisa, I'm playing Curse Solvanen, the Evisc Soldier.
4: I'm Tom, I'm playing Lycos 9, the Android Solarian.
2: And I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Isoki Mechanic.
4: Alright, so successfully
3: recovering the biological matter needed to save the captain's life, you have begun returning towards the campsite following Elish's lead. The return trip is fairly calm and uneventful. Uh, Elish seems to be a fairly master woodsman, and under his close guidance, you're able to move around without any major incident. No checks required in this case. As you start getting close to the camp, however, you begin hearing commotion, lilting on the air. Elish turns back and just says, Trouble. And then... Begin sprinting, followed closely by
2: gianna and Sage. I will follow. Likewise. Yep. Uh, perception to see if I can tell what kind of trouble we're like. Is the sound giving anything away? Uh, go for it. Ugh, total can of sixteen. All,
1: can we all do that or no?
3: Anyone else who'd like to you can.
1: Nineteen total. Nine. Five.
3: Woof!
4: <laughs> I wasn't the worst.
1: <laughs> My passive is better.
3: Current Sparks, you were made aware prior to your departure that there was a hunting party out trying to get food for the camp. Uh, It sounds like something went terribly wrong. And at least some of them have not returned, and some of them have returned very wounded. The few remaining survivors in the camp are kind of in a bit of a tizzy trying to get things sorted out.
2: Well, you and I are both pretty good at medicines. uh, We can do medicine checks. yeah. Yeah. Do you want to try that? See what help we can give them?
1: Yeah.
3: As you head behind the defenses, they've been left almost completely unmanned in this case. As everyone's within the cave looking at the wounded. Inside you see they're crowding around a Verthani uh, enhanced uh, crewman, uh, a man long and lithe, but with a lot of cybernetic upgrades to him. Uh, A lot of the cybernetic upgrades seem to have not responded well to the overall climate here. And you can see a little bit of infection in the flesh around the cybernetics. But I'm bearing the lead here. You also see he is covered in like all exposed flesh with big, painful-looking, weeping welts. Mm. There's also a human with close-cropped shaved head and dark brown skin. A long, thick beard covers uh, the bottom half of his face. You can see a few of the welts standing out brightly against his dark skin. He's also clearly wounded, but not nearly as thoroughly. One's laying on the cold stone. The other one is sort of seated on the cave wall. The human is seated. The Vrithani is laying down. They've made sort of a makeshift better stretcher for him and you can see it looks like he didn't come in on his own power he seems to be kind of going in and out of consciousness
4: once it's apparent to Lycos what's going on in the cave since he knows he can't help out and the defenses have been abandoned he pretty much takes up watch at the defenses just to make sure they don't get surprised
0: and I joined Lycos that's exactly what I was going to do as well
4: Gianna says
3: Edwin what what happened and the human says "Uh, there was there was a there's one of those Okapi looking things and it was walking sort of funny, but we thought maybe it was just succumbing to something and it'd be easy, an easy hunt. When you hit the arrow, it, <laughs> it basically exploded. It was, it was full of phase wasps. We weren't, we weren't ready for it. Just, oh gods. What about Vona and Arleon? <laughs> they, they didn't make it. We had to, we had to leave him behind. I barely got uh, Minari out, how are you doing? Just, uh, it, it really hurts, but I think I'll keep. I just, just want to kind of rest my eyes a little bit. And Gianna looks over at Sage, who sort of gives a, a kind of grim nod. And Gianna says, yeah, okay. Take a little rest, Edwin. You'll be all right. And then she and Sage go over to uh, the other person who seems to be Minari and start looking at her. Eminari is a lady for Thani Enhanced. So what are you two doing? Where are you going?
2: Uh, well, first is a phase wasp, something that we like recognize. Do we know what that is.
3: You can make a
4: life sciences check. It sounds terrifying.
2: Yeah, whatever it is. I don't think I like it, but.
0: Not
4: good.
2: It's like a phase spider. I want nothing to do with it.
1: Well, wasp isn't much better.
2: Life sciences 16?
4: You're not sure. Okay. So saying if it's like a phase spider, I want nothing to do with it
2: um okay so we don't have much in the way of medical supplies or anything like that so no. i don't know if there's really much we can do we
1: already sort of shared the rations and supplies that we had but I'll, I'll go up and i'll offer my assistance is there anything i can do
3: you see sage's antenna twitch and she says do you have any more of those anti-venoms he's we- been excessively poisoned do we I think let me
2: check. We used I one. I can tell you you don't. I yeah. don't say I'm pretty sure we used two. I was
3: gonna say like so,
1: yeah. sure we used yeah. had, we used one on our hunter friend. Mm-hmm. And then didn't Lycos or, or Sparks? Somebody Lykes used it. it. One of you guys needed it.
2: Yeah, last I gave time. one to the hmm. other guy. Yeah, exactly. No, so. I took
4: an anti radiation. I I don't think I've been poisoned that I can recall.
2: I think I gave it to you. Was it me? Kerr. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry dude. Unfortunately we we have no more doses.
2: Or, oh, that's right sorry cuz i was just remembering i was going to try to like isolate some more or something like that from the plants you you had
1: sort of like made a, a yeah. an attempt to like in the future i'm th- this is something i'm going to work on but yeah. we never we haven't had time yet
2: right
3: she says my magical powers do not have the means to cure this woman it is a matter of whether or not her systems can deal with the toxin judging by the extent of the wounds my outlook is not
2: positive trying to think if there's anything we can do I guess it'd just be like a medicine check for basic first aid stuff if that hasn't been rendered already. Like, I don't know what else we can do, That's really.
1: A, with the, the toxin, we don't have the antidote. Yeah. Is there a way that we can start on the antidote based on what we know she's been infected with?
2: Well, did we ever do like an f- inventory, basically, of like what the camp has and what it needs? You they might I mean?
1: have one. They've been here longer than us. Maybe. Especially with the way they've been rationing and things like that. They might have a, a better grasp of what supplies they have access to. Mm. And if they've been here long enough that they know about all of these toxic toxic plants and animals, they might have actually started it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can offer our assistance with that Maybe. instead.
2: Yeah. So Sparks will turn and say, "You know, I uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk. What do you guys have in the way of lab? I might be able to make something up."
3: Uh, there's sort of a like a, a a wave of sort of sardonicness kind of washes over you telepathically. Yeah, that's what I. And thought. Sage kind of <laughs> waves her hand and she says. What lab? We're we're surrounded by rocks in in a dirty cave. I have a mortar and pestle and that's the best. There's no lab equipment. I'm not even a I'm not even a Medicaid. Uh the the ship's doctor went down when the ship crashed.
2: Oh, mortar and pestle's a start. Just doing it old school, that's all. She she does not appreciate your (laughs) optimism.
3: (laughs) There are amphibians here whose touch can kill a, a an ogre like outright.
2: Uh, but it's just a matter of dosing. Medicines can be poison in high quantities, but but how would you
3: test? Who's going to, who is going to be your test subject if the cure can kill them, Com- like out of nowhere? And the the variety of venoms here is staggering. <laughs> uh, you can see her forelegs are kind of like twitching rapidly on her uh, chest, and she had like Exc- excuse excuse the display. I'm, I'm,
4: I'm.
1: We understand your frustration. We're. New to this planet, we were hoping that we could offer assistance, but please let us know if there's anything that you would like us to do.
3: If you have any medical supplies or training, mine are very rudimentary. Uh, you may attempt to help this woman, or at least comfort her. Medicine check? Uh, go for it.
1: Ooh, I rolled pretty good. 725.
3: All right. Uh, you're certainly able to tend to the wounds and probably like ease her pain, but there's nothing you can do to the for the toxins. I'll do what I can. She starts coming to as you're treating her and her eyes open up and you can just see like the jet black orbs of the Vrithani. And she says,
1: that's normal, right? That's normal. (laughs) Yeah. Just checking. I don't know the species.
4: (laughs) What what does that race look like again?
3: Uh, They are usually fairly pale, tall and a bit lithe. Uh, They have a few different casts within their number. They're not in the core book. Uh
4: yeah, so I I don't remember you giving a description. We came in just the species name, and I'm like, I don't remember what this one looks like.
3: She has pale silver skin, and long kind of auburn hair. One of her legs and one of her arms, and you can see part of her chest has been replaced with cybernetic augmentics, and there might be some further upgrades internally where the metal meets flesh. you know, you know the Verthani it's a core pack world race, so this is all fairly common knowledge. One of their casts are in the enhance, and they move th- go through life with heavy augmentations and in most cases it's like top of the line stuff very well cared for Uh, something clearly has gone very awry for these cybernetics to be reacting with her body like this you can see as i mentioned sort of signs of infection along the cybernetic points that you're able to help out with a little bit um drain some pus and help out with some of the the wounds yeah as she comes to she looks at you and says
1: "Avesk, did did we make it back to absalom you're back with your crew I am here to help you. You've been injured. Try to relax.
3: Okay. Uh, we have? An, is there any? Can I get some water? I'm. I'm very thirsty.
1: Is there someone around that I can be like? Hey, can you bring water? Mm. I'll, I'll request the water for
2: her. Yeah, Gianna kind of gives you a, a nod and goes and gets some. Does it look like it's an actual infection, or is it like an autoimmune thing? Like re- maybe they're rejecting the implants. You remember that Gianna was saying that even
3: the less toxic food here is still somewhat poisonous. Mm-hmm. And so it may just be a weak point in the immune system oh, that like is being response. exacerbated by it. Yeah. Okay. So Janna brings over a glass of water or like a little canteen and she says, uh, how you doing crewwoman?" woman to Minari. And she says, uh, I've been better, sir. Uh, sorry. We let you down out there. the, the, the hunt kind of went, uh, it really messed up. And Gianna's like, "No, oh, no, you did, you did okay. Just, um, we got some. I made some new friends. Uh, combat medics, the both of them. They'll make sure you turn out all right." And Amarin says, uh, "Uh, thank you, sir." Um, and takes the water and kind of drinks it down. You can see her like wince as she's moving. Janna kind of gives her a, a little. She goes to pat her and sees the extent of the welts, and she thinks better of it. And she says hey, you you hang in there, okay? You get better. And Minari gives her like a weak nod and then closes her eyes again and passes back out. Gianna takes a deep breath and then walks over towards the captain who's now, who's also unconscious. Uh, She shakes him awake and then you can see her having a probably telepathic conversation uh, and she holds the pistol out to him and her, her body has like this defeated look to it. What are you guys doing now?
0: Well, I think Lycos and I are just making sure that we don't get um, ambushed. Ambushed and um, probably listening because I'm sure we've like heard everything. Like, I want to make sure I don't know anything about these wasps, but I would think that possibly they might come after. Like, I know some you know predators come after their prey and things like that. So I'll just be trying to listen and.
4: Um, so you said we no, no one really knew anything about the phase wasps. Are we aware of phase spiders? Uh life sciences check or mysticism? Ooh, I mysticism. 27.
3: 11. All right. Lycos doesn't know. Uh, Noemi, you've heard of phase spiders. They're another species of giant arachnid, and they exist partially in the ethereal plane and can morph in and out of the material plane to hunt uh, their unsuspecting prey. All right, so... so- I wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs>
0: So if we if there's something if there's a phase wasp here, that's
4: not um, great. Lycos kind of looks over his shoulder and says You said the thing you attacked exploded with the wasps. Are you sure you're not harboring any more yourself?
3: Edwin's face like pales and he kinda like uh
4: I, I, I don't
3: I don't think I don't think so. Like oh gods, I, I don't know. Um oh shit.
4: Uh we should maybe check for that.
0: How's How it like quarantine them? in someplace else.
4: <laughs> well, uh, quarantine them. It, it may be painful, but check out some of like the lesions and welts points of entry for larva.
2: Oh, gross.
0: <laughs> do you have any sort
1: of magnification that you can do with any of your or like exciting scans? If it's like out of phase or whatever, how are we even going to see them if they're not well,
2: they may not be on out of plane. phase? If they're, if they're growing in his body, they
4: probably won't be out of phase at that point. Good point. I
2: don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go through my engineer kit and see if there's anything I can use.
1: Did I see anything while I was doing medical attention?
2: About half of
3: the Welt and legions have, like, a stinger embedded in them, uh, which you did your best to remove, but you didn't see any signs of
2: larva or eggs or anything like that. Hmm.
1: Time to do a double check. Yup, double checking.
2: If nothing else, I could probably, like, scrape out whatever stingers are still stuck in there or something. Yeah.
1: I mean, step one, get rid of the... All
2: right, you want to do medicine? Sure. Um, Ooh. Oh Jesus. Okay. So that's a 30 total.
3: All right. It he's you, scared. <laughs> you keep his pain to the minimum. He's a few a few times he's like, ow, "Ow." But it's he's says that that feels a lot better. Thank you. Uh who who are you by the way?
2: Oh, uh I'm Sparks. Nice to meet you.
3: Hey, uh Edwin Marquis. Uh good to good to meet you. And um uh, not to, you know, you he did help me just then, but why are you here?
2: Oh, uh, pretty much same story as you, Void Dragon and all.
3: Oh, oh okay. Yeah, got it. All right, well, uh, thanks for the help, Sparks. Yeah,
2: anytime. Well, hopefully not again, you know what I mean, but...
3: Yeah. So Gianna finishes her conversation with the captain and then walks outside past the... You guys giving medical attention to her crew members, past the remaining crew that's in there from... The Boundless Horizons and the Black Star and then past you two at picket duty. And she just doesn't say anything. just begins walking into the woods.
0: Okay, so I'm going to call after her and say, Gianna, where are you going? It's not safe out there.
3: She like wheels on you. She's like, "You." there's like this wash of anger and frustration. She would swing back to telepathy speaking with you. And she's just kind of like, not safe? Are you kidding me? If, do you think I don't know it's not safe? I just need to get away. From my dying captain, and my dying crew, and now probably my dying sister and her dying friends, and this was on me. This is my mess up. I'm responsible. I took this mission.
0: You don't think I feel guilty? I came here to save you.
4: Well, a fat lot of good that did.
0: I agree. At least take your damn cloak back, and don't die in the forest. (laughs)
4: Likeos uh, whistles awkwardly since I'm assuming he's not hearing any of this. He's just hearing a lot of anger or seeing a lot of angry staring and like hand gestures. There's, yeah,
3: there's some there's some gesticulations there. Yeah. Um, so
4: he he's just watching this in silence and then just at kind of at the end just does like an awkward whistle. <laughs> there
3: is a telepathic communication to you <laughs> so filthy that I could not verbalize it on this podcast. <laughs> um, but like a wave of nausea washes over you at the thing that she's implying to you and you alone there. Lycos nine.
1: You take 35 <laughs> mental damage. <You> know, right?
3: <laughs> she like snatches it back from you and says, what do you want me to do? I've been holding this together for weeks now and just seeing people to drop off one by one.
0: Well, you going I- off into the woods, to ha- go off in the woods, have your little cry. That's fine. But make sure you get your ass back here in one piece because we need everyone we can get. I don't know how we're going to get off this godforsaken planet, but... We're going to need to do it together, and we all need to be ready to do it.
3: She starts weeping, and she says, Oh, you're damn right I'm going to have my little cry. I actually care about my crew members. And
4: Ooh. she Whoa. says, Snap.
3: <laughs> You seem to be holding up pretty well to, to Krikka's death. Oh, that's right. She was my friend, not yours. You didn't apparently give a shit enough about her to put in
4: proper-sized escape pods. I'm still not hearing this, right?
3: No, this is all telepathic. <laughs>
0: You're just seeing, like, lots of big size. If
4: Lycos heard that, he would have had a very noticeable reaction. No, that's why I was asking.
0: She chose to go on those missions. We did not have the forethought to put in larger pods because we didn't think we were going to be attacked by a void dragon. You don't think I feel bad about this? I'm going to have my own little cry later. But now is not the time. Right now, we need to be strong for our crews. We need to show them that we have the strength and that we are together. And that we are going to do this. That's what I'm telling you. Go out. Have your moment. But come back and we'll figure something out.
3: She says, or telepaths, I just can't stay in there and watch Minari die. Sage knows there's nothing that can be done for her. Your crew member said as much. Well, she thought as much.
0: I know it's hard. I've never been through anything like this. I've... I'm a freaking accountant. (laughs) Okay. I thought this was going to be all like we go on little trips and we like carry little things in our cute little spaceship and then all this nonsense happened, but we just got to take it one day at a time. And if we can't take it that day, we take it that minute or that second or whatever we have to do. But I do not want to die here. And I don't think you do either.
3: No, you're right. No, I mean. Uh, we can make it off of here. And she turns and just goes on a little sojourn. And you know that Gianna has a, a way of convincing people to kind of see things her way. You've seen it your whole life growing up. And to anyone else, she probably would have convinced them uh, that she believed it herself.
0: How far does telepathy work?
3: 30 feet for you.
0: Okay. So I'm essentially going to try to like... um. Her, for lack of a better word, until she's like too far
4: away.
1: Press X to mark your
4: enemies. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I wanted to harken back to something from like our childhood, like some game we used to play or something like that. Marco. Telepathic (laughs) hide and seek. Exactly.
3: Okay, right away, are you going to give it some time?
0: I'm going to, as soon as I can't see her, I'll try to like reach out essentially telepathically.
3: Okay, how are you doing this?
1: I'm trying to think this, but telepathically, like. I got, I got you.
0: <laughs> but I'm trying to, is there um I'm trying to think of like a like an animal on our planet or something like some game we would play like similar to like duck duck goose or something like that.
3: Yeah, this make something up.
0: Okay. A uh, Kapari is one animal. So it'll be like a Kapari Kapari and then I'll expect her response um to be bluff. <laughs> You're <on> welcome. You. <laughs>
4: Like us, like after she disappears and there's like this awkward moment of silence, he just kind of looks at, uh, Noemi. Is it safe for her to go into the woods alone? This place is death.
0: I, I know I told her as much, but she, she needed a minute. I I'm, I'm keeping tabs on her if I can, as, as for as long as I can.
3: All right. It's, it's, I mean, it's a matter of seconds before she's out of the, the ping yeah. range. Uh, although she does ping back Bloof okay. in response to your query. Are you going to follow or are you going to leave her be?
0: I'm going to leave her be. Even if it's just the two of us out there, I don't, I, I don't think that's safe. And crap. I love my sister, but I can't leave all of these people. And I, my expectation is that she'll be back. If she doesn't come back within, I'd say like five or ten minutes, I'd probably ask Lycos, like, like, is it still daytime or is it nighttime?
3: It's late day, okay. and you also still have...
4: What was this? It was nighttime.
3: Uh, there's also a few other people that are like hail enough. Gren okay. is the knoll. The He's still in a pretty good shape. A little sickly from just planetary exposure, but not wounded presently. Uh, Elish is hurt, but still able. And Sage is unhurt from the previous battle.
0: I'm going to ask Elish if he can follow her. Try to keep it on the, the down low just to make sure that she's safe.
3: He says, can, won't.
0: Why not? Please? <laughs> I don't, we can't lose another person.
3: Not my place. Which is the most words you've heard him string together in one uh That was three whole <laughs> words. He nods to the point on the picket post and says, I'll guard.
0: Okay, and so then I'll go after her. Okay. Do you wanna, does Kurt want to come too? If
1: you're leaving, then I'm leaving with Aren't you. Aren't
3: you
4: doing medical stuff? I'm,
3: You've sort of exhausted your <laughs> ability to help presently.
1: Then uh, I'm going with the captain. Yeah, and I'm your bodyguard. If you're going out there. <laughs> I'm going with you. Fair.
3: So, Noemi, or you're stepping out. Kerr, what do you you see her going and?
1: I'm going with her.
0: Anybody else want to join? Where are we going? Um, my sister decided to wander off into the woods.
2: That's a terrible idea.
1: I agree. Let's go. Wander so off let's into go the wander off into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> We're joining the bad idea. Here we go.
4: I'm wondering if I should leave them alone if they have enough people to actually watch their camp. Are they seeming to return to guard post stuff?
3: They have three operable people right now, one of whom is injured. So they have two operable people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like two and a half.
1: (laughs) You hear that, injured people? You're only half a person. (laughs) That's so mean. This planet sucks. (laughs) Planet, everything is poisonous and life is hard.
4: See, as a player, I know I should go with you guys, but I'm like, I feel really bad about abandoning them.
1: Yeah. I'm going with her just because
4: Oh, no, I get that, card, but, like, but once, once Sparks say... is going, I'm like, crap, I don't want to be the only character not going, but I'm like, I don't want to leave them defenseless.
1: <laughs> Maybe something interesting will happen while we're gone.
3: No, I mean, make a sense motive check. 13. You do get the feeling that hauling your whole crew on the another sort of quote-unquote rescue op might not be the,
4: yeah, that the too. optimal. All right, well. I'm leaning towards staying here anyway, just because.
0: Yeah, I think Kerr and I can probably handle this on our own. Sparks, you and Lycos make sure that no one else in this camp dies. You need to stay for your medical expertise <laughs> and fighting ability. <laughs> I was to say.
2: Tall order. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the planet that kills everything on it. Well.
0: Get on that. No, I'm <laughs> 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 Fix
2: things. All right, oh. I'm going to
4: start attacking the planet. <laughs> yeah. Just
0: start stabbing it. This
4: will work eventually. It only has so many hit points. Um,
2: yeah. Okay, so I guess I'll spend the time scrounging what equipment I can find.
1: You find a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
4: I stay on watch to let some of the people here rest. I'm assuming that other guy's hanging out with me still.
2: Yeah, Elish is over Elish. there.
4: So we're just going to watch in silence together. And I'll rest so I can burn a resolution point or resolve point to get my hit temp or whatever. Yeah, get your stamina back. back. Oh, yeah. My brand was just not on the right track for that conversation. Mm -hmm. Elish
3: seems to be on board with that Mm -hmm. plan. He's kind of sitting in amicable silence. He is fashioning a few more arrows out of native wood.
4: Lycos is more of like a semi-meditative pose. Kind of like just legs crossed but ready to kind of jump up and stab. Um, Is there a lot of light coming out of the cave?
3: No, there's very little. There's a small fire,
4: but that's all. All right, so I'll keep my moat doused just to not draw attention. Okay, cool. All right, Kerr, make a survival check to try to track Gianna.
1: 25.
3: All right, that'll be good enough.
0: So as we're going, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm sort of pinging out, like, mentally. I'm like, Kapari, Kapari. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for, like, a probably very exasperated and annoyed bloop.
1: <laughs> I am on the lookout for any and all toxic, poisonous flora and fauna, especially anything buzzing that might be a wasp or a carnivorous vine or a pissed off water alligator flippy thing or fill in the blank.
3: Okay. So after about five minutes of searching, you come across a, a creature you've seen a few times. It's sort of like the size of a bobcat, and but reptilian. Uh, it seems to be like bisected clean in half, and the wounds have been cauterized.
0: Does it seem like it was done by Gianna's sword? She pissed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Quite likely, yes. <laughs> uh, the her trail continues. I was going to say, it seems like we're, the
0: we're on the tra- we're on the right track.
3: You find her tucked amidst like a trio of trees that are their trunks grow close together and make like a small corner, and she's hunkered down in the. Like the the midst of them. As you approach, you can feel kind of wave of waves of psychic energy kind of tickle across your brain. You Noemi know, know that she knows that you've like entered her realm of telepathy.
1: As soon as we get close enough that like I'm within telepathic range, should Noemi need me, I'll sort of hunker down and keep watch.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that um, I'm gonna approach her,
1: but if you would just stay back. I know this is a family matter. Let me know if you need me. Watching the jungle, watching for bad things.
3: Okay, gotcha. Make a percep make a standing perception check basically. Seventeen. Okay. Sounds good. Alright. So as you're like walking up, she responds Bloof to your sort of final Kapari Kapari because you're both in telepathy range again with one another. She says uh telepathically still. Thanks.
0: I know this is hard, and I'll just give her a hug.
3: Rawr. <laughs> I-, I don't know what went wrong. Oracle said the problem was pirates. The captain loves fighting pirates. It's like the whole reason the Black Star started. We're, I mean, we do escorts and things like that, but pirate hunting is like 80% of our business. Oracle's never been wrong. I don't, I don't know what happened.
0: I don't know that, I don't know enough about Void Dragons to know whether or not that's something that they could have seen. I would hope they wouldn't have led you astray, but... I think it's just something that's outside of our control. Void dragon's going to void dragon. No. (laughs) Just kidding.
4: They are an act of God as far as insurance is concerned.
0: (laughs) I I think we can mourn, but we need to somehow bring back our resolve and, and convince our crews that we're strong enough that we can get off this planet. Do you think that I mean the only other ship we've seen is the one that you said the pirates had, yeah.
3: There's two other wrecks here. There's the Black Star, the Boundless Horizon. Uh oh, I guess three. Uh I forgot about your ship. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um and the the pirates' vessel. Uh I don't have the name for that one.
0: Do you think I mean I have a, I have a very good engineer. Do you think we could salvage something?
3: There might be material worth salvaging, but there's no way one of those ships can get operational. There, you need a shipyard. It's just, it's just not possible.
0: I will sit in contemplative silence for
4: a while. All
3: right. She just sort of, she doesn't send you away, but she also doesn't really have anything more to say to that. Um, and then you see her, like, perk up, real quick, and then. Uh, there there's something close by
0: something good or something bad
3: uh, I don't know yet, but it's not an animal um and she wheels across the like wheels around the trio of trees uh, with her hand at her sword belt
1: I will say, I will notice this and be at the ready and I'll say I uh you're
3: still searching kind of the i'm other looking per- away okay. yeah
1: Kerr
0: mentioned some creatures that may be native to this planet that aren't animals. They may be sentient.
3: All right, well, we haven't encountered anything like that, um, but I mean, I don't know why Kerr would have any cause to lie about something like that. I mean, I don't really know her.
0: Yeah, she's not one to tell tell tales.
3: Okay, stick, stick close, would you? And then she'll begin sort of walking away from, like around the backside of the trees, uh, away from Kerr effectively.
0: And I'll be like, hey, (laughs) Kurt, to get her to come slightly closer.
1: I will follow.
3: She walks about 20 feet and then sort of stops. She's looking around. I can sense it, but I don't see anything.
0: Do I sense it as well?
3: You'd have to use like your sort of active detect thoughts. Okay. Ability.
0: Yeah. Yeah, once a day I can do detect thoughts. So yeah, I'll go ahead and activate my detect thoughts.
3: Okay. Yes, you can detect some sort of life form. Uh, You don't. Know what you can't understand its uh, thinking, but you detect some sort of sentient creature in the area.
0: Do I? I'm guessing I don't have any sense of direction, just that it's within our.
3: You get sort of a vague placement for it, but it seems to be hard to pin down.
0: Okay. And I'll ask Jana do you think we should call out to it? Let it know that we're not here to harm it?
3: I don't want to spook it. Fair. So, as she's sort of at the ready, um, make a perception checks, everybody. You're all kind of looking around.
0: 11,
1: 13.
3: All right. Gianna sort of <laughs> jumps back with a start and she goes, huh? Ah! And then as you turn, you can see the same creature you both, or a similar creature to the ones you've seen previously. Uh, about two feet tall, uh, thick and muscly, skin kind of like a, a bruise or a raisin as far as coloring, kind of a deep purple. Very stocky. It's almost like square in its profile, uh, and the, it's humanoid in shape, but its face and body are covered up by an elaborate wooden mask. This one sort of has a pantomime of a face, kind of two overly huge eyes, a big mouth, a twisted grin, and there's a little bit of paint on it that seems to serve both as decoration and camouflage. Uh, it's only like three feet away from you, and is just standing there looking at the lot of you.
1: It doesn't attack or anything?
3: No, it just seems to be standing there observing.
1: All right.
0: Um I'll make sure that yeah, I'll like put my empty hands up and I'll try to speak with it telepathically before saying anything verbally to say like, you know, in any language I know, like we come in peace. We're not here to, you know, sort of hey like, guy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be condescending. Um just to say like, you know, we're we're not going to hurt you. Like, we're safe, essentially.
3: All right. It doesn't respond to you, but seems to begin, like, cautiously inching closer. Uh, along its back, you can see a crude by Pact World standards, like, weapon of some kind, like a, a spear or possibly a blade, depending on how it's held. And, uh, but it's not gripped. As it begins moving forward, you can see it actually has four short, stocky legs that it moves on, and it moves almost silently through the underbrush. It's getting within about five feet of you... What are you doing?
1: I was a little bit behind Noemi, and I can see that she's trying to.
3: Oh, okay. Sorry. In that case, I thought you were closer to the group. Uh, well, because
1: I was following them.
3: Yes. Uh, when I say you, then I'm referring to you, Kerr, not you,
1: Noemi. It's wait. It's approaching me. It is. I I saw what Noemi did though, like doing the non-threatening thing. Mm-hmm. I would have, if I saw them stalking out into the woods, I would have had my dashko in my hands. I'm not gonna raise it or anything, I'm just gonna stay still, but I'm gonna ready a defense. Okay. If it tries to explode on me or something.
3: Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, It walks right up to you and is looking up at you with this grotesque wooden mask. Uh, From the angle, you can almost see nothing of its body but the mask, because you're looking like extremely straight down and it's looking extremely straight up. Do you do anything?
1: Nope, first move's on you, buddy.
3: All right, Uh, it reaches one of its stubby fingered purple hands towards you.
1: You said grotesque mask, but it's kind of cute. Because it's so little. Because it's little. But if I touch it, will I die? <laughs> I'm going to find out. I right yeah. gonna. Cuteness. Yeah. I'm going to extend slowly, carefully, sort of telegraphing my move so that it knows I'm sort of reaching back out, like handshake style.
3: Okay. It like sort of bats your hand and then like bats it again really cautiously. I will remain still. And then takes off into the jungle.
1: Let's follow it. Let's not freak it out. It's Like a cat, let it come to you.
3: <laughs> uh, after a, a few seconds, it's gone from your psychic range.
1: Hmm.
3: Naomi, that is—that's the you in that sentence. There we go. <laughs> it
4: was curse psychic range. It's not very far.
1: It's like a little stocky purple oompa loompa with four legs. Mm. The visual is—it got weird in my head the more you described it. So it's <laughs> kind of mishmash now. Okay. What do you think? I look at my hand. Is there anything weird going on with my hand? There's not. No toxicity. Nothing.
4: You don't feel anything. Is your hand still there? It is. Right. It's a relevant question on this planet.
1: <laughs> I will allow the captain to see that I am not melting or whatever. And then shrug. No idea. But it did appear to be the same thing as we've seen before. It got closer this time. Though. It did. Maybe that we're not threatening it. It seems a little bit more approachable. It had a weapon, but anything on this planet without one would be a fool.
0: True.
3: Gianna says out loud, well, that was weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: I, I want it to come back, though. I, I, I mean, if it can survive
1: on this planet, and quite well, it camouflaged amazingly. Can I take some pointers from that?
3: Yes. Uh, you can put ranks in survival on your next level up and no. say that's the reason <laughs> behind it.
1: <laughs> or try, to try. I'm trying to RP.
3: No, I appreciate that. With with a little bit more time to investigate, you might be able to get some additional benefit.
0: Got it. Jana, did anybody in your crew say they saw anything like this?
3: No, this is the first I've heard of it. Did any of your crew otherwise see it?
0: I know Kerr saw it, but I don't remember if anyone else did. They were keeping quite a distance before, so this is the first time we've interacted with them.
3: Well, let's let's get back to the camp and see what the state people are in. I mean, there's a peaceful first contact, but I don't want to... Risk it.
0: No, yeah, we don't need to stay out here any longer than necessary. I'll try to be reassuring and I'll grab her hand and give it a squeeze. Like, we got this.
1: We're into this together.
3: <laughs> uh, she just, like sends some appreciation back towards you. All right.
1: Before we mm-hmm. leave, I'm going to take two non toxic rocks safely. I'm going to stack one on top of the other. And I'm going to leave it in the spot where I was. You're making a cairn.
3: Okay, sounds good.
1: You're like, hey, wave us up. Okay, bye. And then I'll just sort of leave that there.
3: All right, sounds good.
1: I love it, too. non non-toxic rocks. <laughs> Everything <laughs> on this planet will kill you. <laughs> All
3: right, you make it back to camp just fine. Anything else you wanna do? Night has now fallen. Is there anything else you guys wanna do?
1: E- I was gonna say, Gianna killed something in the woods. Is that edible? Or is it too toxic? Do we know anything about this animal? Because the hunting party from before obviously failed. I mean, if there's available quote unquote meat, I don't know she kind of messed it up, but
3: she says it's not the worst, but it's not great. Uh, You have to, you basically have like this section and she kind of points to like the upper back of it. Uh, Anything too close to the guts is just way too toxic and anything too close to the head
0: also way too toxic. (laughs) Well, it's,
3: it's, that's where the venom glands are. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Should we bring back any of this or is it all, maybe we can cut out some
1: good bits
3: uh, I mean, it's if you got the stomach for it, uh, we had a, a dwarf on our crew who would swear by it, but most of the rest of us didn't really take too, too kindly for it. A lot of angry times in your stomach.
0: Mm. Well, we still have a little bit of rations, so no need to rush to... Tanger. anger? To, yeah. No, I, I feel like the crew needs a, a decent meal if we can have it, if it, if it even if it is meager.
3: Okay. Yeah, we'll, well, I'm sure everyone would be happy to share your rations for a few days while they, while they last. So we'll head back. All right. Uh, so you can go ahead and rest for the night and recover hit points and uh, resolve. Oh. Uh, if you, you recover hit points equal to your level. So five hit points. You recover all your resolve and you can recover all your stamina at the pro- during the process. If you have a level of poison on you, which I believe Lycos 9 does, uh, that will go away.
1: Wait, does stamina regen or no? Yes. Yes. All? Mm-hmm. Uh
3: the next morning, you hear a uh a little bark from outside of the near the picket line.
0: Like a bark, 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 or more of a like, huh? Ah, no, bark. it's it's Gren. <laughs> okay. Uh
3: he kind of has a owing to his gnollish nature, he sort of has a, a bit of a cackling laugh and does a bark for attention as opposed to like, hey. He's like, ah. he says. <laughs> And what do you make of this? <laughs> and uh, sort of beckons Gianna over. Uh, what do you guys do? You're all in the cave. You took some turns on. Watch rotation. Nothing of note happened last night.
0: Well, I'm going to go and see what, what Gren's all up about.
3: All right. You can see Elish has been bandaged, but still is wounded. And Elish points and says, rocks. And you see about like just... Along the tree line or just outside of kind of the the range of the pickets, a pair of stones stacked on top of one another.
0: I'm so proud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll be like, hey, (laughs) Kerr, I made a friend. It looks like one of those came to visit us last
1: night. I am going to walk towards the rocks.
3: Okay. As you get to that point of rocks, you can see another one about like at the edge of where your vision would be. You can see another pair of rocks stacked on top of one another.
1: (gasps) It's a path. It's a trail they they left a uh, breadcrumb well that's a Hansel and Gretel reference they left rock crumbs <laughs> <laughs> there there seems to be a trail captain from from the signal i left near the creature yesterday when we encountered that creature i would follow it but with your permission
0: no i i i think that's a good idea i'm wondering if we should bring i don't want to i don't want to scare the creatures by bringing too many with us but we also know how unsafe this forest is
3: gianna says we can hold out here with everyone back and with the help from Kerr. Uh, edwin's doing a lot better
0: all right so lycos sparks if we didn't tell you about it last night <laughs> we had this totally crazy encounter with this creature Kerr left a couple rocks i think there's a path i think we should follow it i mean it's it's a creature a sentient creature that has managed to survive on this planet
4: all right,
3: real quick. One of you two saw it on one of your watches. I don't remember who it was though.
2: I think that might have been me.
3: Okay. Or you saw a creature that fits this descri- that fits this description.
2: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, short, stocky, kind of, right? Yeah. Big mask. Oh yeah, we saw one of these, or I did anyway. <laughs> we, I'm using the royal we, of course.
0: Well, I mean, you did have uh, Renault up in your head, so.
2: Yeah, still, still having some glitches after that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the best lead we got so far. Lycos. I'm in.
0: All right. Let's set a trail. I think uh, Kerr. Do you want to lead the way?
4: Sure.
1: Who wants to bring I, up the rear? I was going to say Sparks has a better survival than me, so maybe he can. He oh. can help me.
2: Yeah, I ain't that. bringing up the rear. I've been pulled uh-huh. away way too many times. Maybe <laughs>
4: Sparks should lead, and I'll be. I'll bring up the rear. Okay.
0: Sparks, Kerr, me, Lycos. Sounds
3: good. All right. Marching order complete. Excellent. Uh, Sparks and Kerr go ahead and make survival checks. The lesser of the two can help the one of the greater of the two. 22.
1: I rolled a net 20. 25. Oh, shit. All right, right. so
3: 27 is our grand total. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I'm very proud right now.
3: It seems like you've gotten your legs planted side pretty well and are able to avoid a lot of the natural dangers that are permeating this place. Uh, So no undue effects from travel.
2: (laughs) Nothing tried to eat me this time. (laughs) That's a first. (laughs) It is.
3: You travel about a mile overland following these little trails of tiny cairns. Eventually you come to a small clearing and in the center of the clearing is a large stone on the top of it. There's a small stone. Like the large stone is like 10 feet around. It's like a, it's a boulder really more than a stone. And there's a tiny rock like positioned on top of it from that stone, that large stone, you don't see any other stacks of stones around.
1: Are we like up on the boulder?
3: You can be. You're in my you're standing next to it right now. The clearing's about 20 feet wide, uh, in diameter, and there's a little bit of overhang canopy, but there's like a a pool of light where you're at right now.
1: I go to sit on the boulder and kind of ask, like, okay, now what? <laughs> I'll I'll go with her. I want to climb up on top of the boulder. If that you said 10 feet, is it tall?
3: It's about eight feet to the top of it, exposed from the where the dirt is. So
1: I guess I'll lean against the
0: boulder. I was gonna, I'll
1: <laughs> give you a leg up if you want up. I mean, yeah. I guess you're tall enough, so I'll, I'll I'll give her a boost. Boost.
3: All right. From the top of the boulder, you see on the far side of the clearing, one of these creatures is standing at the the edge, like just just outside the tree line, and even illuminated by light, it's still almost hard to see. Uh, it s- kind of steps forward, and that bit of movement kind of grabs your attention to it.
0: All right. I'll I'll yell down to Kura that
1: I see one, and I'll point to where I see it. I'll sort of turn that way, face it, right. and sit down deliberately.
3: As you're turning that way, you see another step from the clear, step into the clearing from like about 70 degrees counterclockwise from where the first one appeared. Also just sort of steps forward and stands there. Uh, its mask is similar, but with a slightly different design. It's kind of a, a square, squared-off, kind of more angry face. The other one is kind of like a, a twisted smile.
1: As soon as I thought of them as cute, I thought of those little coconut monsters from Moana. So that's all I'm imagining right now.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Okay, they're not not the coconut monsters <laughs> from Moana. I'd be lying if hey. I said there wasn't some inspiration there.
1: So Maybe? I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of s- not sit entirely, but like crouch down and then stay put. I'm gonna appear non-threatening as much as I can, but still be ready in case they are toxic, luring or us into a trap. Yeah. Okay. This has the potential to go bad, but I'm gonna give them a benefit of the doubt. As you
3: are sort of waiting there, all of you now can see more of these creatures emerging around the circumference of this clearing. All of their masks are unique and slightly different, but all of them have the same sort of exaggerated human facial features, two eyes and a mouth beneath, as they, and, and generally kind of round and flat as they're moving in. Uh, save one. The last one to emerge, their mask actually protrudes forward And has a distinctly reptilian design to it. Are any of them armed? All of them seem to have weapons. Uh, Only one of them is actually brandishing it. The one with the reptilian style mask.
0: Does it look like her?
3: It's fairly stylized, but it does look sort of Veskian. Um,
1: Everything on this planet is reptilian though. No, no, fair. That one
3: is holding a a polearm weapon, which looks like a crude design of a doshko.
4: So Lycos isn't in, in like a threatening position, but he's kind of tensed up, ready to move, like summoning a spear in the hand since he's fairly certain they're in the middle of a trap right now. Uh, if any of them move hostily, he's going to stab them.
0: Um, does, do either Kerr or I see the one that we saw uh, yesterday?
3: Make a perception check.
0: Can
1: I do that too?
3: You may. 11.
0: Nine. Because, okay, this is my thought, is that that one is the one that touched Kerr, and so now it has this cool mask,
1: and it's you. <laughs> it, like, stole your soul or I something. I have, like, a little mini, possibly hostile cult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right now.
2: <laughs> well, I suppose one of them has a rat-looking mask. <laughs> not that you can see, now. Yeah, I didn't think so. You don't
3: see the one that you saw last night. Aww. You're not sure if it's just elsewhere in the clearing and it's hard to pick out amongst the group, or What?
0: Oh, can I do any sort of like life sciences or mysticism or culture check to see if any of... Like, this fairly is all, organized. Right. So. so to see if this has any resemblance to anything that I, I know about.
4: You're a Xenoseeker. You live for this.
0: Right. Yeah, this is totally amazing.
3: Yeah, other, either cultures or life sciences would be appropriate here.
0: 25 life right.
3: sciences. Life sciences. These creatures' stocky stature sort of reminds you of dwarves a little bit, um, but exaggerated in almost every form. For them to survive in this type of environment they must have some natural poison resistance that would put a make a dwarf look like a teetotaler they clearly have enough intelligence to be tool users and they seem to have evolved to maneuver quickly and silently through the forest you're not quite sure what significance the masks have have, if any but one of them seems to be a mark of station at least the one that's sort of different markedly different
0: okay so um if no one else approaches the leader the the, the Vesk-looking one, I will I will shimmy down off the rock and uh, go to approach it.
3: All right. As you make a few steps towards it, the ones in about a 20-degree arc from that one uh, all draw their weapons. Okay. Um, and it brandishes its Doshko in more of a, a fighting posture.
1: Kerr, do you, do you want to take this one? I'm going to step in front of the captain protectively.
4: Yeah, when that happens, the spear just manifests in his hand. He doesn't move beyond that, but...
1: I'm going to very slowly... Go to stand in front of Noemi.
4: Okay. So as you move
3: towards Noemi, it it seems to de-escalate the situation a little bit. Uh, The other ones lower their weapons, and while the leader is still holding his Doshko, he's not brandishing at you anymore.
1: Okay. I'm in in front of Noemi now? Yes. Okay. Are there rocks around?
3: No, not really.
1: Darn. We were going to invent a whole rock language. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We got something good going on. I'm going to approach slowly. If... If at any point they get sort of antsy, I'll stop.
0: I'll I'll telepathically. Maybe you could reach out your hand like you did yesterday.
1: Oh, I'll do that. I'll I'll approach at least a little bit and then extend my hand to see if they're amicable enough to that. How far away are they exactly?
3: It's about a twenty foot radius clearing, and so as you're approaching now, you're probably about ten five between ten and fifteen feet away, or you can be closer than that if you want to be.
1: No, I'm I'm gonna. Cat rules. Let them come to you. So I'll I'll stay stock still and I'll extend my hand.
3: Okay. The one in the reptilian mask steps forward and in a bit of broken language uh, that you recognize as Vesk says, Lord, why return?
1: <laughs> oh no. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm still telepathically connected to Captain, yes? Yes. I can say... They're speaking vesk to me, and they're asking why I returned. And they called me Lord. This oh, no. <laughs> might be a bigger deal than we thought it would be.
0: I think this is the best outcome we could hope for. <laughs>
1: and I'll I'll let everybody on the crew know what's happening telepathically. Yeah. Okay. Out loud, I'm gonna I'm gonna reply invesk, in vesk. I see. In vesk. Yes. Um. Slowly and clearly, and I'm enunciating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if I say it was an accident, like, well, I didn't mean to come back to you losers. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to insult them, but I also want to be, <laughs> maybe you could tell we... them that
0: we brought new disciples. I don't know. I don't know
1: what kind of Lord you are. This is, I mean, we don't have enough information to go on, so I'm just going to take a guess here. Um, so I will say we are looking for.
4: Ask them what happened in your absence.
1: Well, they asked me a question. If I don't answer, that's rude. But you're the Lord.
4: You've come here to find out what's happened in your absence.
1: Ooh. Can he say that telepathically to me? Can we?
4: They don't seem to understand.
1: Regular speaking. Well, oh, no, impactful. but we ba- can all basic English- speak? What I mean, oh, what yeah. language is yeah. it? I, want to, I was going to say English, but like. What... No, but yeah, you can hear LEGOs9 say that. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I thought we were communicating
3: telepathically. Okay. They all seem to be looking at you expectantly.
1: I'm very bad at this. So, um, in VESC, I'll say, what has happened in my absence? I've come to find out.
3: The response is, orders followed. Great work completed.
1: Show me. Yes. <laughs> <And> please.
3: <laughs> the leader. You are a god, you don't say please. I am a nice god. The leader bows and uh, all of them seem to like begin. You saw them moving like quickly, but very, with a like, very kind of measured me like body language. Now the, the whole group of them is like in a, a fluster and a frenzy. They're all running around surprisingly quickly given their small stature and the leader says come lord and begin like beckons you into the woods
0: i will follow do they care if we seem to be following
3: they don't really seem to regard you all very much as long as you're not like acting hostile towards them a few of them are kind of like coming like they cautiously come up to you and kind of reach forward to you in sort of a like they're asking for a benediction or something.
1: I'll give them little pats.
3: It seems to excite them greatly.
1: They're so cute. I love this. Aww. They're going to be like horrific underneath their masks or something. Mm. Oh No, they're all adorable and they are my little babies now. Just full of tentacles. <laughs> they're still my babies. I'm just lying to them now and I feel awful about it. But they're very cute. And right. I, will, I will give them pats.
3: Th- this ex- it continues to excite them greatly. So you travel for about an hour. Uh, eventually coming to the side of a small hill where they begin working in concert, uh, in some cases like jumping on top of one another to gain extra height. Uh, they seem to stack very well.
1: With a trench coat. <laughs>
3: and they begin disassembling a portion of the hillside. And in a matter of moments, there is a
4: tunnel there. To the fairy court. They, they motion for you to follow.
2: We're going to Tirna Nog. All right, into the creepy hole. Got it.
1: Everybody can see <laughs> in the dark, right? Yep. Okay. Wait, can we? So down we go. Is it down or is it just in? This is it gonna sound dirty either way.
2: Yeah. There's no. There's no good way to go about this.
3: All right. It's it's in and down.
2: So we're going
4: in to get down.
0: <laughs> get down. Get down. Sorry.
3: So you move through a series of tunnels. Your vision—they have seemed to have no qualms. Like tunnels are pitch black. They don't have any qualms of. The darkness, it seems. Uh, however, Lycos 9's Mote of Light casts enough illumination for you to see just fine.
1: Okay. Can I make a mental map of the tunnels as we're going? Like, I know which left we took and whatever?
3: Oh, you're heading dead straight. The tunnels snake off at intersections and go to who's know- who knows where. But you are going slightly down in about a five degree grade and dead straight. Uh, eventually, you come to a large chamber where there are a pair of braziers illuminating a what looks like an altar. Atop the altar is a weapon stand and on that weapon stand, you recognize a kadoshko. is a very rare weapon amongst the Vesk, usually reserved for things like admirals or war leaders. It's gilded in platinum, but you know that just to be an affectation. It's not a ceremonial weapon at all. This is a brutal killing machine. And the, one of the things that emphasizes brutality is it's a traditional tactical Doshko on one side, Perfectly balanced, of course, with a plasma Doshko on the other.
1: It's a double-sided (gasps) Doshko? Yes. Hmm. This is amazing.
3: It is illuminated by these two flaming braziers, which each pour like a small pillar of acrid smoke towards the ceiling. And beyond it, you can see a pair of great double
1: doors. What are they doing? Are they moving past this, or is this like the main event? Because I am... Stoked for this.
3: The leader motions to the dashko and then does a, a small like gesture of fealty to you.
1: So at the, like I never drew my dashko, so my dashko is still sort of sheathed on my back. Mm-hmm. I'll move forward and uh, with a dramatic pause, regard the dashko, and then I will lift it up and be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: at this, they all bow. Aww. Or excuse me, they all like kneel. Not that it's a dramatic dis- decrease in height, but it's noticeable.
1: I will motion for them to rise and and thank them or, or uh, compliment them. I'm not sure. The leader's... Like, good job or something like the that. The leader
3: seems to be saying something in their native tongue and the rest begin like shouting. There's like a, a, a cacophony of shouts as they seem to relay this news back through the tunnels, the warren. He says, invest, Lord, with weapon, please view works.
1: Double doors it is?
3: He doesn't... Uh, are you asking me or are you asking him?
1: Is he gesturing in any sort of way?
3: He doesn't make any gesture when he says that. Go through the double doors.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to head for the doors.
3: All right. The doors open. Inside you see an enormous, like, humongous chamber. You didn't realize the hill was as big as it is or maybe it just went down a lot further than you thought to have a chamber this large inside. From above, there are pillars of sunlight coming down through holes that have essentially become skylights and they are illuminating a starship. And that is where we will end for tonight. I knew it! (laughs) So thank you all for joining us on this Die by the Dice adventure. You can follow us on Twitter at Die by the Dice, or email us at diebythedice at gmail.com. If you'd be so kind as to please leave a review on your podcast listening method of choice, and give us a five-star review, of course. I mean, I think we deserve it, don't you? (laughs) And recommending us to a friend would be fantastic. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. I
1: have a little... Little cult, I don't want to leave them. Oh they're
2: coming with. They're they're (laughs) adorable.
0: At least the one with the little vest math. He should come.
1: They're all my children.